Christian Music Digest, issue number three. Radio CSS Media, your source for family-centered content. RadioCSS.com Hey everyone, I'm your host JD, aka JD the Music Man. Welcome to issue number three of the Christian Music Digest and audio newsletter. Thanks for stopping by. In today's issue, you'll get to hear the story behind the song, God is Still God, from Heather Williams. I'll share some updates from some of your favorite artists. And our featured article is an interview with one of my favorite artists, singer and songwriter Don Francisco. So I hope you'll stick with us. First, let's take a look at the news column. Phil Wickham has a new project on the way. The album is called Response and is scheduled for an October 2011 release. After taking a few years off, Jackie Velasquez is back. She recently signed a record deal with InPop Records and will be releasing her first album in four years entitled Diamond in February 2012. November 22, 2011 will mark the release of Michael W. Smith's second instrumental project. The CD, entitled Glory, is a follow-up to the 2011 instrumental album, Freedom, and will be Smith's 23rd career album. This issue's story behind the song column features Fair Trade Services artist Heather Williams and her song called God Is Still God. This song is her most recent radio single and is currently number 13 on the inspirational charts. The track is available for download on Amazon.com. God is Still God is something that really hit me the first time that I heard it. It's a song that just speaks so clearly to, I think, an insecurity that we can all get when life just comes at us at full speed. It's very easy to try to take control of it ourselves, and, and we try to you know, move things around to make ourselves feel more comfortable, but we always are lacking in that, and it always leaves us um, with that feeling of not being in control and in the chorus when it says you know that nothing lasts forever but you know, the only thing that matters is that God is still God and he holds it all together that really hit me um, because I struggle with that I'm, I'm a control freak I like to be the one who's gonna make the decisions and to just let God be in control of everything it's freeing but it can be scary at times um, another thing that I loved about this song is that it's a conversation with somebody because a lot of times we'll find ourselves in a situation where somebody's going through something and we feel like we have to have the right things to say but in actuality um, if we just offer them the comfort of that God is still in control and um, I think that in and of itself can be a very powerful statement yeah,
Now, one of the first artists that I remember hearing as a kid was Don Francisco. I would sit in my bedroom and listen to his albums over and over. And when I say albums, I mean the original definition of album, as in vinyl. I'm sure a lot of you have never listened to a record, let alone played it yourself. But anyway, I digress. When the opportunity to interview Don Francisco arose, I jumped at it. As I said, I've been enjoying his music for many years, and the chance to get to hear a little more from the man behind such songs as Jesus is the Lord of the Way I Feel, Gotta Tell Somebody, and the Dove Award winning He's Alive, it was a dream come true. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. And as always, links to Don's website and his music will be on ChristianMusicDigest.com. Well, today we're talking with a legend in Christian music, singer and songwriter Don Francisco. Now, for those who may not know you, Don, can you give us a little background about yourself? Well, I'm the son of a, a preacher and a seminary professor. Uh, I grew up on a seminary campus. Unfortunately, uh, what I learned was not a lot about Jesus, but a lot about religion. This resulted in uh, rebellion. Well, by the time I was 12 years old, I think I was in pretty much full-scale rebellion against just about everything. Um, this, of course, resulted in, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, of harmful things that I got involved in. Uh, you know, I'll just, you know, can sum it up by saying sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, rock and roll, of course, not, not being... Uh, um, a really bad problem. It was just, you know, part of the mix. However, the uh, sex and drugs were incredibly damaging. Uh, and I continued in this, uh, in this lifestyle, in this uh, basically complete rejection of all I'd been uh, brought up in, until I was 28. Uh, at that point, uh, one morning, when I was alone in my room, God spoke to me just as clearly as if someone were in the room. I really thought that there was someone there. And he said, Don, this is Jesus. I love you. Why do you keep running from me? And at that moment, something happened inside me that I think Paul described when he said, when it pleased God to reveal his son in me. He showed me who he really is and just shattered all that religious garbage and those preconceptions about God that I'd picked up. And my life with him really began at that point. When did you begin writing songs? I began writing songs when I was in my teens, just a, a year or so, I guess, after uh, I got my first guitar, which happened when I was 14. And um, no one will ever hear those songs. They're uh, very self-conscious, full of teenage angst, and just not very good. But that's, that's when I began. Can you tell us a little bit about your songwriting process? Well, first of all, songs can come to me um, through lots of different means. Uh, I can be... Uh, oh, I've, I've actually got this... Got a got a book that's got you know supposedly a thousand ideas for songs, and every once in a while I'll flip through that and something will grab me and I'll go hey that'd be a really good song I'll I'll do it that way, but most of the time, songs come when I'm reading the scripture, uh, 
and something will just really jump out at me and I'll I'll start a song that way. Uh, other other times, uh, not as often, songs will just kind of, uh, and I'm, by saying this, I mean an, an idea for a song will, will come um, when I'm driving. Uh, or it can happen any time during the day when my mind's not really occupied at uh, uh, doing anything else. Um, songwriting, however, after that point, isn't something that that God just kind of drops on you? For me, anyway, it's a, a a process of of just kind of putting out everything that I can think of on that particular line of of music or reasoning or whatever you want to call it, and then beginning to cut it down and and shape it and 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 hammer it and going over it and over it and over it and over it. It's it isn't something that's uh, uh, that just kind of goes bloop and there it is. It it it, it takes it takes an awful lot of uh, time and and effort and polish. Now, do you ever write the music before the lyrics? Um, sometimes music will happen before lyrics, but it's the exception rather than the rule. Um, the uh, first song that comes to mind where music really did well no actually music and lyrics happened at the same time with that I was driving very late at night uh, on a concert tour and uh, Jesus is Lord of the Way I Feel the uh, chorus to that song just kind of just started going through my head uh, and that that does happen but usually uh, music will be the result of what is in the lyric and that'll come later according to your website let it ride is your most recent project can you give us an overview of this record yeah um, ever since I first started writing songs I intended for them to kind of just leave a road map of my walk with the Lord and um, let it ride is a real good example of that because one of my working titles for it was all over the map uh the songs on there uh are uh just about almost every conceivable topic uh and uh if there's any uniting uh theme uh, i think it would be uh the call of god outside of religion and maybe that's a, a theme of my life can you share with us uh, any behind-the-scenes info about the recording of this project oh yeah I guess so um, the desires of of your heart uh, that song has uh, is you know based on the uh, scripture that uh, I've always Sign my name with for the last thirty odd years psalm thirty seven four delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart uh, interesting interestingly enough uh that's the uh same verse that uh Dallas Holm has always signed his uh name with and i found found that out when I got to know him nehemiah's song uh oddly enough began when I was playing with some patches in one of my uh, synthesizers 
and there was a patch that actually had uh, rhythm built into it. And as I was listening to it, I thought, you know, that that really makes me want to move my feet and get up and start start to dance around a, a little bit. And so I I started thinking of what story there might be in the scripture that would really inspire I mean that that really comes out about dancing and there wasn't there just weren't too many stories uh obviously one was uh when uh, Miriam uh led the uh dance after the Israelites came out of the Red Sea but I didn't figure I could put myself in Miriam's place and then the other one was when uh Nehemiah rebuilt the wall and the two choirs started to uh, sing and dance and march around on top of that wall and I thought hey that would that would that would make a really good good story so I started to work on that and that was a that was a long project boy Hammer, hammering that one out took took many many weeks um, the letter he wrote me a story about that is just that some guy that that called himself an evangelist uh, wrote me this this incredibly angry letter about uh, some of the songs that that I'd written about the love and grace and mercy of God. He was just really dedicated uh, to God's anger and judgment, and uh, it was a very strange letter. So I just wrote that song about it. The thinner the veil was uh, was written for a, a friend. Uh, who's uh, experienced the uh, fading away of uh, of fame as she's gotten older. And I just wanted to write that song for her. Um, My Heart's Pasture Land was... Uh, it's, it's very different because it's, it's, it's not an overtly Christian song. It was written for a, a friend of mine. Uh, we we live in uh, cattle country up in uh, the foothills of the Rockies. Uh, there's a huge cattle ranch all around our place, and uh, the uh, uh, ranch manager is a friend of mine, and he just had his uh, 60th, 60th birthday recently. And uh, I just uh, wrote that song for him. As far as the recording of the album, um, I do everything here in my home studio now. Just a few things. I'll I'll go outside to some other studio, and so there really isn't a, a, a whole lot of uh, stories to tell about the recording process. I I actually wind up doing an awful lot of the instruments myself simply because <laughs> I'm here. And the nice thing about recording is you only have to get it right once if you're, you know, recording it right. And so uh, that's that's what I do. It's just an, an awful lot of, uh, of of tedium, really, and it's not very exciting. Can you tell us what may be coming up for Don Francisco in the near future? Gosh, <laughs> I wish I knew what was coming up for me. You know, God's the one who knows that. But he's always been speaking to me and even so more strongly now uh, that that my time with him is the most important thing everything in my life flows out of that and so I'm I'm trying to uh, 
to focus on that. Adam, Where Are You is one of my personal favorite songs uh, uh, that you have written. Can you uh, tell us where that song came from? There is a, an author of, of many Christian books called E.W. Kenyon. Uh, his books are difficult to find. Uh, they're uh, not printed by any publisher that I know of. All I can suggest is maybe just going on several, you know, sites like Amazon and just uh, looking for them. Um, some of his, his books, uh, The Father and His Family, uh, Between the Cross and the Throne. Um, uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, other, other titles, but just about anything that he's, that he's written uh, is very good. Uh, and Adam is indirectly the result of uh, having read a lot of his works. I don't agree with, with, with everything he said, but I agree with about 95% of it, and I think it would do anyone a lot of good to uh, try to find one or some of these books and read them. How about Jehoshaphat and Got to Tell Somebody? Those are a couple of uh, favorites of mine as well. Jehoshaphat uh, just came, boy, it just came from just reading the story in the Bible. I mean, reading the story in the Bible, it just kind of hit me, wow, this really should be a song. Um, Got to Tell Somebody was the same way, reading, reading the story of uh, Jesus raising that little girl from the dead. It was, it was just... I mean, <laughs> the obvious thing is to to, to tell people the story and imagine yourself. You know, God has just raised your little girl from the dead and then told you to, sh to keep quiet about it. <laughs> that would be a little difficult to do. Now, you have a really unique style of songwriting. Um, a lot of your songs have more of a narrative feel to them than the, you know, verse, chorus, verse type of a format. Where did you get this the idea for writing songs in this way? Well, that happened very early in my walk with God. As I told you, when I was, when I was 28 uh, and God spoke to me, uh, just, just a few months after that, uh, I moved in onto this uh, little farm up in uh, southern Kentucky, and uh, it was just Christians, you know, living on this, on this farm. Uh, all of them worked there. Uh, well, no, not all. Most of them worked there, but um, a lot of them worked off off the farm. You know, different jobs in this little town close close by, and uh, there was uh, another guy on the on the farm who was also uh, a songwriter, and he was having trouble writing this song, and he was he was trying to write uh, a a story song taken out of the Bible. And so, you know, the logical thing was he came to me and said, you know, I'm really having trouble working on this song. Do you have any ideas? And I said, oh, well, let's see. Let's look at this. Uh, well, you can just do this, 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 and this, and there you are. And I realized, hey, uh, I can do that. And it was also a very uh, logical step for me to start doing it because around that same time, uh, I'd I'd started fasting uh, and actually had had done quite a bit of it at that point and during during one of those fasts something happened to me God really opened a door 
and just showed me the power that's in the Word of God. And so it was a very natural thing for me to start putting the Word of God into songs. I'd already experienced the power of music as a communicative tool to to really communicate what was deepest inside me uh, during all the years that, you know, I was uh, using using music, you know, just for 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 pleasure and to you know just getting up on stage. I I I found that 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 music was this incredible tool for communicating, for for bridging the gap between people, and then the idea of of putting the living word of God into music. I was, I mean, it was just the logical thing for me to do and then of course you know having that experience with my friend and finding out that telling stories was was something that came rather naturally to me uh, I was off and running now how can our listeners find out more about you well the best thing to do to find out about me what I'm doing and all that stuff is just go to donfrancisco.com I mean that's the that's that's where all the information, at least all the, a the accurate information is about me. Um, on that uh, uh, site is also an internet radio station. All you need to do is just to click on the old-fashioned radio picture, uh, old-fashioned radio icon up on the uh, front, front page, and it'll take you there. The intent of my ministry has always been to lead people into the presence of God. That's that's what the concerts that I do are for. Um, that's 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 the whole point. And so, uh, if uh, I just hope that 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 my music uh, accomplishes that. Thank you very much, Don. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and answer these questions. Well, before I close out this issue, I'd like to share some listener feedback. Michael left a comment on our website, and he said, As a longtime listener and follower of everything that Radio CSS Media puts out, I have heard the changes in overall performance and production that your shows have gone through. I must say that the production and content and even the theme music of Christian Music Digest is superb and definitely a step up from previous recordings. The goal to reinvent a weekend music showcase has been met, and I believe will reach new levels in episodes to come. Keep up the good work. God bless. Well, Michael, I wanted to personally say thank you for that encouraging feedback. I really do appreciate it. And again, thank you for taking the time to uh, post your opinions on the website. Well, that's it for issue number three of Christian Music Digest. I'd appreciate it if you'd let me know what you think of the show, just like Michael did. You can leave a comment on the website, christianmusicdigest.com. Send me an email to feedback at christianmusicdigest.com. Or call the listener feedback line at 623-688-2770. Now, if you do choose to call the feedback line, be sure to let us know which show you're calling about, as this is the feedback number for our entire network of shows. Again, that number is 623-688-2770. Until next time, adios.
Christian Music Digest is a production of Radio CSS Media. RadioCSS.com